Hello everyone, my name is Andy Spiteri, and I'm the host of the ZeldaCast, and the Omega Metroid Podcast, and Virtual Theater. As you can tell, I really love podcasting. After almost six years of the ZeldaCast, five years of Virtual Theater, and four years of the Omega Metroid Podcast, I swore that I would never make another podcast, but here I am today, excited to announce not one, not two, but three extra bonus shows that you can get each month on my newly reimagined Patreon channel, available at patreon.com forward slash spnet. You'll have your choice of bonus shows, depending on which tiers you choose to sign up for. Each podcast has its own monthly bonus show. The ZeldaCast will have the ZeldaCast Top 10s, where we can have some fun and give out a classic ranking on different topics each month with a different guest. Omega Metroid will continue with the Great Metroid Area Ranking, where we are ranking every single area in the Metroid series. And Virtual Theater will debut the Spiteri's Review, a show where my wife and I will give some thoughts on movies or shows old and new. There's also an ultimate tier that will get you access to all of these bonus shows if you really want to take your Spiteri podcasting to the next level. If that isn't enough, all shows feature a level of interactivity where patrons can weigh in and vote on which topics, shows, and areas we discuss next. Membership starts at as little as $1 a month, so I'm hoping you'll check out all the great bonus content that's going to be coming your way on patreon.com forward slash spnet. Whatever your bonus show of choice, I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to be able to see you over at patreon.com forward slash spnet. Everyone and welcome to the Zelda Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Allison Aletha. What's up, Al? How was your Christmas? It was it was pretty chill, very chill Christmas. We did like Secret Santa, White Elephant, nothing too crazy, but my baby niece got a ton of presents. She's gonna be spoiled her whole life. So a lot of noisy I, presents, well. I hope. Say that again. A lot of noisy presents, I hope. You know what's cute is my parents were like, we know she can't use these yet, but we want to start her a collection, and they got her Legos. Oh, okay. That is, Isn't that cute? That is cute, but it could be deadly in like six months' times when your uh, brother and his well, they're not... find Lego everywhere. Yeah, well, they're not going to open it until she's old enough to like play with them, but like get her a collection going, you know? I don't know. That's that's what they might think, but that, that, you're, that baby might just want Lego, you know, and be like, hey, that looks cool. <laughs> Oh no! So, okay, maybe uh, it wasn't that idea. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it sounds like a great idea to me, but you know, and it sounds probably like a great idea to you, but yeah, your poor your poor brother is probably going to be finding Lego in his couch for like the next ten years. But you know what? That's, that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a nice little Christmas, a, a busy Christmas for sure, but mm-hmm. um, but a, a nice little break. You know, last week we we did have a nice break. It, it does feel weird to just like skip a week and not put out. It does feel weird. Cause like even even when we like skip a week, we usually have something go out in the mm-hmm. interim. But I actually I was stalling for time a little bit. I have to I have to admit, and I'm gonna tell everybody why in just a okay. second here. But I guess the first thing that we should do because this is kind of a weird show, isn't it? It's like in flux between 2023 and 2024 because we're recording on New Year's Eve, um, mm-hmm. and actually we're streaming live on Twitch as we do every week. So if you ever want to see us live, come hang out at twitch.tv forward slash the ZeldaCast. But we're releasing it on New Year's Day. So it's like one foot on one side of the fence, the other on the other side of the fence. So let's just go ahead and wish everybody a super happy new year and a safe new year. And I hope that if you're listening mm-hmm. to this tomorrow on the 1st, you're not too hungover and you had a great night. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you're ringing in 2024 with all the best energy possible. Um, okay. Why, Andy, did you need to stall? Great question. Let me tell you why. Because episode number... 300 is nigh it's upon us it's within Mm -hmm. spinning distance and as everybody may or may not know that actually also happens to coincide with episode number 200 of the sister show to this podcast the omega metroid podcast and for the last two years we have um 
we have well faced off in competition mm-hmm. and uh and went back and forth in Zelda and Metroid trivia. Now I think the score is tied 1-1, is that right? I honestly don't remember. Okay. Which I feel like I should. I feel like I should have some Zelda cast pride, but really I just get anxious because these questions involve like Metroid and it stresses me out. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure we're tied one one. So okay. <laughs> I think I think Omega Metroid defeated the Zelda cast the first year in trivia, oh, and okay. I think Zelda cast um, came came back from behind last year to score a uh, a victory. Although there was mm-hmm. some controversy with that victory because I got yeah. an answer to a question wrong. My own. Oh. The question that I made up, I got the answer wrong. I was actually thinking of like the controversy from the first time. I think I remember it felt shady, like that the that the Metroid team won because they got easier questions. Oh. I'm remembering that right. Spoken like a true <laughs> Zelda cast person. So listen, <laughs> listen. This is what's going to happen. Okay, the exact date is pending, but uh, there will be an announcement. So when it goes up, make sure that you uh, that you check it out. Omega versus Zelda cast number three for the last time. The last time. This is the rubber match. It's going to okay. happen. And we've got a different gimmick this year, Al. A different gimmick. Okay. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to play Jeopardy. Except there's two Jeopardy boards. And uh, there's one for the Omega guys. And there's one for the Zelda cast crew. And we should also reveal as well that uh, Al is going to be backed up by our own social media manager Jules who actually works for Omega Metroid but there's there's no conflict of interest there so don't worry um <laughs> so so Al and Jules are going to be taking on Dak and Doom and I am going to as always be the impartial and non-biased commissioner overseer of events mm-hmm. um I don't know maybe I'll ask Goo if he could be my like Vanna White or something like that or wait is that Wheel of Fortune that's Wheel of Fortune yeah <laughs> You know, Jeopardy could use a Vanna White, though. Maybe maybe he could come and uh, hang out with us. So, so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. There there are some other rules that I'm putting in place that uh, oh, I will reveal at a later date. Um, cheating is encouraged. It, it is <laughs> encouraged. So uh, I just want to make that known. But it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have... Uh, we're going to have one more battle between Omega and ZeldaCast. And then whoever wins... I think we might freshen up the format next year. But this, So this is going to be the last head-to-head confrontation so whoever wins gets bragging rights forever oh god that just makes me even more nervous it's gonna be fun stressing me out spateri it's not even 2024 yet uh i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie i've been conduct or i've been uh compiling a list of some of these jeopardy questions (laughs) doozies they're doozies (laughs) so you might be in for a rough ride but uh you know what the omega guys are gonna be in for a rough ride too so there you okay. go. So that's coming. Stay tuned and uh, and just you know follow us on social media to to get update on that. That will be going down for episode three hundred though. So so in about two weeks time. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, very excited about that. That's crazy. Three hundred episodes. You know, I was also going through some of our backlog a little bit. Last January was two hundred fifty. So we did this last January. So it's been a year since we've wow. done this. And yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, s- six years. 2024 is going to be six years of this show. That's a lot of years, Andy. That, I haven't that been is on a that lot of long. Years. That's a lot of years. <laughs> um, I was I was not in my 30s yet, actually, when I started oh, this show. I was I was 29 in a bit. Baby. You know, oh, wait, hold on a sec. Is that accurate? How old am I now? I'm, I don't know. I'm 36, so I'll be. Th- no, okay. I just lied to everybody. I was 30, but I mean, like, that was, that was still a long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Um. Tears of the Kingdom wasn't even a glint in anyone's eye at that point. Yeah, that's true. Well, as we um, as we like to do every year, and uh, and I think it's equally appropriate because we are one foot in 2023, one foot in 2024. Um, let's go and review the year that was for mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda in uh, in 2023. Um, I I have some thoughts, and you put together a great list and, and whatnot. But I guess just like really quickly, generally speaking. Your your quick like two sentence thoughts on on the year that was two sentences okay um this year was very busy this year was better than twenty twenty two well I that's for sure twenty twenty two 
you know, we did that great episode. That's one of my favorite episodes of the Zeldcast, actually, is when oh, we okay. went year by year and, like, yeah. ranked all them. I loved that episode. And, um, you know, we were talking before the show. We we ranked 2010 the worst year ever ahead of 2022. But I, I think mm-hmm. I think that we just did that because we didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to feel too negative about kinda, 2020. It's kind of like when you go and see a movie and it absolutely sucks, right? And then you leave the theater, you're like, you know, it, was, it wasn't like that bad because you want to justify yeah. wasting your time and your money, right? Um, yeah. And then like a couple months later, you're just like, you know what? The ending of no. Game of Thrones really did suck. It really yeah. was bad. Uh, so that was 2022. I think that was the worst year in the history of the Legend of Zelda business. Um, I think so too. Yeah, just remembering rough. how we ended the year last year and gosh, how we even, like, dragged ourselves through 2022 is amazing. So, yeah, uh, it was a struggle year for sure. Yeah, not not one to to be proud of. So, you're right. My two-sentence review would be better than 2022 by a long shot, but probably could have still been uh, even better. Okay. Um, and... And you know what? That that actually maybe I'll take that back actually because we we did have a really good year for for Zelda. Um, but I I do think that there could have been some, I don't know, just a, a little bit more oomph in the year. But let's um I guess let's just start and review because I mean by by all metrics like we did have a really fantastic year that was for Zelda and you know we we did get to see a lot of a lot of new games, a lot of old games come and be made available for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So a lot of new games and um, some cool announcements and stuff. So let's, uh, let's kick it off. Al, now this is your list. You curated. I wonder, do you want to take the reins or do you want me to navigate through here? How do you want to do um, this, Al? I can, I can like start us off and maybe we could just jump back and forth like we usually sure. do. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So I created this list because I was bored at work the other day. <laughs> and, <laughs> Rock on. Um, <laughs> I think why you feel like it might not have had, like it might have missed a little bit of an oomph is because the oomph came in February after years of not really having any oomph. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. February was like, aside from obviously the release of Tears of the Kingdom was probably our biggest month for Zelda this year. So there was a Nintendo Direct in February. And um, I started off this list by saying that the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance were announced for NSO, which means that we got Minish Cap, we've got the Oracle games, and I'm pretty sure Link's Awakening DX as well on the Switch, which is like pretty monumental because a lot of those games are either on your handhelds, um, your old school handhelds, or if you were able to pick them up on the DS, that's great. Minish Cap uh, was on Wii U, so it was great for that to come to the Switch, and Link's Awakening DX also on your handheld, so that was good to come to your switch as well can i tell you this is a total left field turn so i'm sorry but i have an insane story to tell you if you want to hear it. okay okay so so the other night gooey and i are uh we're, we're getting together to record something for for virtual theater and uh what we're what we were doing is we were going to watch laura croft tomb raider with angelina jolie and then like provide commentary over it so like the idea being that like you the listener could fire up the movie listen to our commentary right so okay so I have a copy of the Tomb Raider DVD, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be so easy, whatever. And Goo has a copy that he also obtained electronically, if you know what I mean. So, okay. So I'm going to put uh, to put my DVD in my computer, and I'm just like, wait a second. There's no disk drive! No! <laughs> and then Goo is just like, don't worry, I got it. And he goes ahead, and he's just like, wait a second. This is in Espanol! No! <laughs> So we're like, we're scrambling like Hansel and Zoolander trying to figure out how to get this to work. And I'm like, I know what I'll do. I'll go get my Wii U and plug it into my laptop or to my computer, stream it, put the disc in, stream the movie somewhere and like create a private Twitch account so that nobody sees it. And I was like, as I was kind of detailing this, it was like, what the hell am I talking about? This is the most (laughs) insane plan I've ever seen. There's like, there's like four inches of dust on my Wii U. I'm not touching that thing. Uh Uh-huh. So we ended up watching Austin Powers instead, but uh, oh my god, <laughs> I, I thought that that was funny, like the to bust out the Wii U of all yep. consoles. Anyways, yeah, seriously. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I derailed us there, but that's Febu- okay. I mean, February was awesome. You. Yeah, yeah. So like that was the kickoff, um, at least for Zelda related news in the Nintendo Direct, and for me that was good news because I got to replay Minish Cap 
not that I couldn't have on the Wii U, I just wasn't going to. Um, yeah. But I played Minish Cap. That started our retrospective episodes that we did on Minish Cap. We did dungeon ranking episodes of Minish Cap. So that was, like, really good for, like, I think old and new fans of Zelda who could finally play those games or just rehash those games. Mm-hmm. Now... February, I remember it had like a ton of wicked, uh, a lot of stuff in that direct was was amazing. And, and mm-hmm. specifically, I remember Metroid Prime Remastered coming out, which was like, mm. you like very much claim that was the best Nintendo Direct it, it, to date. I think it, I think it might have been like it, it was yeah. so solid. It, ironically, the only thing that wasn't like super super wicked, and I think that we agreed on this at the time, was the Tears of the Kingdom trailer was like it was okay. It wasn't, um, it was, like, we, we eventually did get, like, a really amazing Tears of the Kingdom trailer. Yeah. But that was, I think, uh, just looking at the list, like, like, a few weeks, if not months out. This, this Tears of the Kingdom trailer, I think, was just okay, right? Like, it wasn't anything that we thought was, like, Incredibles, kind of, like, more Sky, more kind of stuff that we had seen. Yeah, I mean, I do remember... I do remember when we were reviewing it that, you know, this the director, it wrapped up the direct pretty much. Um, yeah. And we both reacted to it. And, yeah, it kind of felt like it was still, we were still kind of in the getting the appetizer, as you would say. Yeah. Um, I personally thought, however, that it was really, like, I was the one who was dissecting it. This is the one where I took the imagery from this trailer against imagery from Breath of the Wild and was analyzing, mm, right. like, screen for screenshot. So I really enjoyed that project that I, like, made myself do. Um, and, like, looking back at it now, I rewatched the trailer while I was making <laughs> this list, and I'm like, yeah, clearly there were so many different changes, and I know what these changes are now looking back at my images and uh, yeah. stuff. So it's kind of fun. But, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was great. We got that reveal, the voice reveal, of what we supposed was Ganondorf. And I love how everybody at the time was trying to guess who it was. It sounded like Matt Mercer. So that was also pretty cool for that trailer. Yeah. Um, it, it is funny looking back, isn't it? Because we're just like, what are those green swirly things? Like, yeah. <laughs> what, what are they? And like, uh, just a couple other like different things. And I, I remember that actually that was when we, um, I don't think they officially revealed Gleok in the game yet, but that you could mm-hmm. see like the kind of shadow of Gleok on the bridge on uh, like yeah. Hylia, which was very cool as well. So yeah, that, it was a good trailer, but it, it didn't, for me personally, it felt a little overshadowed by, by Metroid, which is ironic because I thought the first Tears trailer in forever, the one in 2021 was also overshadowed by Metroid when they announced Metroid Dread. Although that was like oh. an all-time great moment. So yeah, that's, that, that's tough. Like, I think even if you weren't a Metroid fan, you were just like, oh yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it, um, very good month. But there were there were a few negatives. There were a few negatives in in February, as you've brilliantly laid out. Actually, like maybe more than a few. Uh, first and foremost, the Link Amiibo. Because because yeah, what does everybody was... need more of? <laughs> I understand how you feel about Link Amiibos, but this one was so cool because it was based on the statue and it's got Link's arm. No. I presume like this was a positive. He wasn't like, even caveman Link. Come on, we knew it was coming, like, that he was going to have, uh, the, that we were, like, seeing that statue and we are like, this is going to be the next Amiibo. Yeah, but, like, we knew it was coming. Give me, like, sexy shirtless Link doing his pose where he's got, like, his hand behind his head or, you know exactly what pose I'm talking about, Al. And, like, <laughs> and he's, he looks kind of cool and he looks kind of like Conan. And, and instead, it was the Amiibo of him looking exactly the same as Breath of the Wild, except but he's, he's got, got his, his, his hand. Ah, ah. Now, they did eventually make this right, because the Amiibo that was released later was awesome. But yeah, yeah. I was kinda, I was just kind of like, oh, God, not this again. Poor Andy and all the Link Amiibos. I mean, it's just like, there's just an outrageous amount of, of Link Amiibos, right? Like, There is a lot of Link Amiibos. I feel that way about, um, if anybody could see the shelves in my room, I feel that way about the Grogu Funko Pops. Because I'm like, I'm t- like, I love Grogu, but there's so many Funko Pops, and I want to have them all, but at the same time, it's just a ridiculous amount. Too much, yeah. Too, um, much. Too much of a good thing. So that that was a thing. Um, the game, Tears of the Kingdom, was 10 bucks more, which I... Yep, $70 game price. Yeah. I remember this Direct, actually, just very specifically being super weird to me in terms of, like, game pricing, because, uh, like... In my head, and I feel like this logic makes sense, right? Like, in my head, I was like, 
we're six years into the Switch's lifespan. Like, every first-party Nintendo release has been $79.99 Canadian and 60 bucks American. Like, it's mm-hmm. not going to change now. And then Tears of the Kingdom comes out, and it's uh, $10 more. And then Metro Prime Remastered comes out, and it's, like, half price. And it was like, what? Like, what's going on? Yeah, that does sound weird. Um, I think, to me, it made sense because I... I at this point, I had had my um, PS5 for a couple months, and the games that I wanted to play were $70. Mm. So, like, it kind of made sense to me. I was like, this is a big game. It's probably, it's got seemingly more content that we know of at this point. Yeah. Um, it kind of made sense that Nintendo was trying to grow with the age of video games where they're starting to go up a little bit in price. So, to me, it made sense. Like, I didn't really like the idea of it, but at the same time, I was like, I'm not going to complain. I know I'm going to buy it, so... Yeah, I mean, I I guess it's uh it was it was but something also, though. It was a choice. Yeah, if you also consider like again, now we have the 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 knowledge of what is on this game, which is a crap ton of content. I mean, yeah, we we've, yeah. we've kind of been critical about the content, but you can't deny that there's so much good content in this game on top of the fact that it doesn't have DLC. So you were paying for like a complete game and yeah. I feel like $70 makes sense. Yeah, that that was true. Like I, I don't um like I think charging that is fine. It it just it did seem curious a little bit, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when Nintendo later said this is not yeah. the standard going forward. It's just this is how we feel we needed to up the price of this game. Well, I mean the like if any game is worth ten extra bucks for the amount of stuff that you can do, it's it's probably Tears of the Kingdom. So I mean mm-hmm. you're you're not wrong there. Um and then uh the art book, the collector's edition art book leaked everywhere. That was a big deal. Big yeah. Deal. Um, they announced that collector's edition, and I thought it was cool. But at the same time, I was kind of like, uh, I kind of was biding my time with it, and I was kind of like, ah, it's okay. And I think the only reason I really wanted it was that art book. But then when they leaked the art book, I was like, okay, I don't really need it because I totally yeah. looked at the leaks. Did you look at the leaks? Oh, I looked at them right away. Yeah, I did too. Uh, <laughs> I well, like I. I thought about it for a second, and I was like, oh, no, I'm going to look. Who am I kidding? <laughs> I, I was like, okay, so this is an art book that comes with the game, like, on day yeah. one that you buy it. So, like, there's probably not going to be spoilers in there, right? Like, and, and there wasn't. There was no spoilers. Like, I mean, obviously, everyone's definition of spoiler is different, but, like... It's different, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, there wasn't any major story spoilers in there. I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't think. Like, I, I looked at it and saw all the outfits, and I was like, this is cool. Never looked at it again. Um, I don't, I don't remember seeing anything that was like, oh, wow. Like this is, uh, you know, Zelda's turning into a D-R-A-G-O-N. Yeah, no, we definitely didn't see that. I think the only thing I saw that was probably considered a spoiler, but it was more of a spoiler that we were already anticipating was the mural, um, that had Ganondorf on it. So it was like, we were already, I think I spelled dragon wrong now. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> please, please know that I can spell dragon if you're listening to this. It's just, it's, it's a little bit harder to do if you're, you know, spelling it out. Um, <laughs> but you're right. They did have the Ganon mural, which was, which was pretty sick. Mm-hmm. It's, that's a cool mural. So that, to me, was probably the only real spoiler that I was like, ugh, you know. Um, but you see it within the first, like, few minutes of the game anyways. So, right. um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's zip over to March. And I thought that this was a little bit funny. Because this normally doesn't happen, but I I think that you and I were not the only ones that were lukewarm on the trailer shown in the direct. Because pretty much right after, E.G. Anoma had a uh, a gameplay video where he laid out step by step like what what the new abilities were, and mm-hmm. and that's the first time like and it was in response to the video. I, I think. Um, I can't remember who at Nintendo said it might have been Anuma himself, but like people didn't seem to get the gist of of what this game is really going for in that trailer, which they didn't. Yeah, so, I think I when I was researching this list, I think I saw somewhere that this was like a last-minute marketing It was, decision. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it was a very, like, good idea because yes. you you really did not get the idea of, of any of these abilities, to be honest, in any of the trailers that you'd seen beforehand. So, I mean, mm-hmm. this, of course, is where we, uh, we get Ultra Hand laid out, Fuse, Ascend, and... Um, the other one recall recall yeah um i really appreciated it especially like the start of the video like obviously throughout the video you're getting yeah. kind of a tutorial of the of the um 
the abilities, but I like the start because they kind of start you off by the Dueling Peaks stable, so you can kind of see how the world has started changing, the pieces falling from the sky, how you can recall the pieces back up to the sky to get there. I thought that part was my favorite bit because I was like, okay, cool, I'm starting to actually see how yeah. this world has changed. Um, versus, like, the, obviously I like the ability showcase, too, but I just liked seeing how the world had changed. And, like, showcasing the Sky Islands a little bit more and showing us what we were in for with those Sky Islands. That that was the first time I really remember, like, seeing that, that gorgeous fall aesthetic yeah. that the Sky Islands yeah. have. And I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, this, this is, my confidence was, was slowly coming up. Because I, I had been, and I still am very critical of the way that Nintendo marketed Tears of the Kingdom. Yes, I agree. And I feel like that's why February felt like such a big month because that's when they really finally started marketing this game was in February. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, but then then we got... Uh, well, actually, I, before I skip to April, um, we, we did get a new Tears of the Kingdom OLED, which is like fine if you're into that. I am into that, but I also was like, I have a perfectly good working Switch. I literally have no reason to buy another Switch because I don't have like yeah. a significant other spouse, partner, brother, sister that uses it as much as I do. So I I was like, I don't have a reason to justify spending money on this, but I do want it. But then at the same time, I was like, when is the next Switch coming out? When is the next console coming out? I so s- it was really hard and I decided not to get it. And I do think it's beautiful. I got to see it at the marathon because a few people had it. And the Pro Controller as well. And I think they're great, but... I really want an OLED because I play like 99% now handheld. Oh, it's a bigger screen on the the handheld, right? It's a bigger screen. And um, I have like the OG, like day one Switch, right? I do too. So my my battery is just like, you get like two hours out of it. And then it's like, oh, I'm feeling a little tired. Um, Whereas (laughs) like even like, I think a year after, Nintendo significantly... Update like upgraded the battery life in the Switch, mm, um, so okay. it, so which is kind of bogus because like if you bought a day one Switch, you just get stuck with a crappy battery, and if you bought a Switch like a year later, you just you paid the same price and you just have a way better battery. So mm-hmm. I it is it it's kind of lame that they never offered anything to like people who bought the day one Switch and instead were like, well, you can buy this new OLED. But uh, yeah, I, think I feel it, like if my if my switch ever you know takes a poop, then I'm gonna get the the oh, Zelda one. Hunt, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get an OLED, and I don't know. Maybe I'll get a Zelda one. Maybe I won't. Mm-hmm. If there's a Metroid one, maybe that'd be cool. I don't Ooh, think there is. Cool. Maybe a Pikmin one. I don't know. Um, all right, let's go to April though. April was was wicked. April was mm-hmm. wicked. This is the month that I remember finally feeling excited about Tears of the Kingdom because for for some reason there was just something about it. Probably the long stretch and like lack of information, and, and I was just I was just kind of like upset that we didn't know anything. That like Nintendo didn't seem to care about marketing this game really all that well. That we didn't know yeah. what they, we didn't even know what it was called until September, like less than six months before it ca- it actually came out. Um, mm-hmm. That's not, that's not true actually. It was about nine months, but whatever. Um, but I saw this trailer, and this trailer wasn't as good as the Breath of the Wild 2017 trailer. Few trailers are as good as that though. You think so? I do. I do think it's as good, if not better. No I do. Like, and you know what? I think it's also the music, which you don't care for as much as I do. But the music just really hits in this trailer almost as much, if not better, than Breath of the Wild. I, in my opinion, I just I'll never forget watching that Breath of the Wild trailer and like that amazing music is playing, and then all of a sudden it goes to the classic Zelda theme as Link is riding Epona across the sunset. Ah. In the Tears trailer too, so it's like it it does have those epic, and then the saxophone in the middle, like oh, just so good. It, it was it was a sick trailer. It was definitely a wicked trailer. Um, yeah. Ganondorf finally sounded cool, which was wicked. And he and this is the trailer where he kind of looked like Demise at the end, right? Yeah, there was like Ooh. we did like a, a like frame by frame analysis of this trailer because that's how excited we yeah. were about it. And um, yeah, there was like he was, lo- was looking like Demise, and people were wondering if it was Demise. And I was over here being like, no, it's just like a cloak of power, which is what yeah. it wound up being. So you know, yeah, he looked really sick. It was awesome. And it's probably, for those hoping that it was going to be Demise, I feel like, you know, this is probably the closest you're ever going to get to that, where Ganon looks yeah. basically like Demise. He's him in spirit, so, like, just just go with that. Like, it's going to be... Go with it. You know, yeah. it's going to be good. Um, and then, yeah, like, seeing some of the new abilities, like, in effect was really cool. Um, it, it, was, it was finally that, like, cinematic trailer. And I know that you and I 
kind of dog. Like, we watch a Game Awards, right? And there's, like, a thousand kajillion cinematic mm-hmm. trailers. So, like, yes, you, you can overdo it. But, like, I don't actually think Nintendo leans into that enough. Like, there's, no, there's a balance don't. between, like, showing cool gameplay and showing a really engaging cinematic trailer. And they don't always walk that line very well. Um, and I feel like the Breath of the Wild trailer is the perfect walking on that line. And this one wasn't mm-hmm. far behind, I don't think. I agree. And I think I might know why they decide not to. Because if you do go back after playing the games to watch those two trailers, it's very heavily story. Like, you can see almost every story element in those trailers where you're like, this was a cutscene, this was a cutscene, this was a cut. Almost every cutscene, yeah. you know, is in those trailers. So. I can see why they don't want to do that um, as their initial marketing. And I like that they, with Breath of the Wild, they did it two months before. With Tears, they did it a month before. I like that they do that. I just kind of wish that there was a little bit more, like, Breath of the Wild had better marketing. And there was plenty of information leading up to that cinematic trailer. We just didn't have that with Tears. Yeah. And, And, you know, like, we've said it before. It's probably worth mentioning again. Nothing will ever be like Breath of the Wild. Like, they had to market that game in a certain way because it was yeah, literally true. their only game and it was, like, their their last silver bullet, you know? So, like, yep. nothing will be marketed like that. But, yeah, I, I hated the way that Tears was marketed, as everybody knows, and I'm sure everybody's sick of me saying, but um, this trailer was awesome. This trailer mm-hmm. was so good. Is this the one? Was it this one or was it the February one where the shot of Raru, it just, like, focused on him and he's, like, I'm pretty it, sure it's this one. It stays yeah. for like 10 seconds. And it was like, oh my God, this guy's like seeing into my soul. Yeah. And we didn't know it was Raru at the time, obviously. So we're like, who is this guy? Who is this goat man? You yeah. know? And yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting. And yeah, there was so much going on. There was, uh, again, this was also confirmed that Ganondorf was the, vi- like we had our suspicions beforehand, but it was mm. actually showing him Ganondorf being the villain. So that was also a very hype moment. Um, and then, yeah, a lot of the showcase of the abilities and stuff and, uh, seeing more of Zelda and hearing Zelda's voice more in the trailer as well. So it was a very hype trailer. Very cool trailer. Um, and then of course, this is when we started to, um, get confirmation of what we already suspected, but like all the the same voice actors were coming back. It was indeed Mm -hmm. Matt Mercer who, uh, who did the the voice of Ganondorf. By the way, Matt Mercer, if you ever want to come on the Zelda cast, you just let me know. Yeah. Um, I sent him an email way back when, but there there wasn't a direct way, so I had to go through whatever he's his a D&D very thing is. busy guy. So yeah, wow. his critical role stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, that that that. Yes. So so yeah, um, it was uh, it was pretty cool. It, it was a uh, it was nice to just feel like really excited about a new Zelda game, which I mm-hmm. like for me, anyways. And and I just want to stress again, like I I think it's different for us because like we we cover Zelda weekly and like we cover. Mm-hmm. Zelda, you know, like extensively for the last several years. Um, so that, yeah, that was, uh, it was nice to just feel like this is so awesome. I, I'm so pumped. Mm-hmm. Um, what else happened in, uh, in April? I guess the, well, the Twilight Princess manga was Yeah, finished. this is more of like an honorable mention is like, yeah. uh, for, this has been going on for years. I can't remember the exact number of years, but the final volume to the manga was released in April. So that was a pretty big deal to the people who've been following the manga for years. Yeah. And I want to get them because I have the other manga, but I kind of am hoping for more of a collector's edition whenever that decides to come out. You know, this is going to sound so lame, but um, I have a problem with manga and I think it's because you have to read like from right to left. And oh, it's backwards. just like, yeah. it's just this mental hurdle in my brain. Cause we, we started reading the manga on Omega as well. Like to, to review oh, yeah. the manga and stuff. And and we found that that's all hosted by Metro Database online, and they they have like just like PDFs, right? So it's like page, 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 page. So it, it's not like as bad, um, but but I have the Ocarina of Time manga, and I was reading it, and I I just like there was steam coming out of my ears, and like I was just I was having a little bit of a breakdown trying to like just fully get it, and I was like I I don't know what it is, but it's just like did not click, you know? Yeah, I can imagine that being difficult. Like, I grew up reading manga, so I, like, I'm used to that. And I think people who, like, you know, have had years, especially growing yeah. up with it, you're kind of out of your learning period, so it's hard to, like, relearn how to read <laughs> something new in a new way. Does that make sense? If you want to learn another language, it's best to do it as a kid. Yeah, yeah very true. <laughs> very true. Um, okay, so let's go to May. Let's go to May. It's finally here. It's finally here. I went to the midnight release. Did you go to the midnight release? I did went to it. I 
we last minute decided to go to one, and it wasn't as like lined up as I thought it was going to be, which I'm glad for. But yeah, that was oh. a fun experience. So I, I met up with an old buddy that I had worked with about a year ago at this point. Maybe maybe even more than that. She She's a Zelda fan too, so she met Sam and I. And, and it took probably like two hours actually from the time that we got there. Maybe okay. even longer, to be honest. Wow. Yeah, because okay. I think we were there at about 9.30, and I think we left at like, 12 30 or 12 40 or something like that but okay. like and, and i know that everybody's just like oh you're such a sucker like you you could just get digital not have to leave your house and have it right away but there is something to be said about the magic and the energy of just like going mm-hmm. to a midnight release being with all these crazy zelda fans some of them are dressed up some of them are not you have like parents taking their kids it's just like it's so magical yeah. and like i i'm gonna choose that every time over just like sitting in my boxers and scratching myself and just downloading it you know what i mean yeah, um, I thought it was really cute. I went with my brother Andy and his friend John, and they're both huge Zelda fans. And there was this kid in front of us, uh, like, I don't know, older teenager kid. And he was sweet, and he was, like, you know, chatting people up in front, ch- chatting us up behind him. And he was talking about stuff. And I don't, like, I don't ever go out of my way to be like, yeah, I work for Zelda Dungeon or whatever. But Andy, he was over, he was like, by the way, you should use the interactive. He was, like, plugging, like, Andy's yes. the Terry. Yes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, my sister does a podcast. You should listen to it. And also, it's like, shush. I don't need people knowing me in real life. <laughs> you should see how shamelessly I plugged the podcast in my new job. It, it's, it's actually like, it's like borderline pitiful, to be honest. Oh like, my god, it was, it was adorable. But also, like the interactive, I, I put that on our list too. That the Tears of the Kingdom ZD interactive map went live yeah. the night before the release, and I thought that was really cool and how it's like evolved over time. Um, as they continued to work on it, but for, for yeah, some Andy. context to that as well, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just for oh, context, for like, so the game, um, T- Tears of the Kingdom leaked, right? Like the entire uh-huh. game leaked about a week before it came out and our team at Zelda Dungeon, and I want to say a lot of it was, um, obviously Mossies, but I think Drew was in there a lot, obviously Locke, um, Locke, yeah. Josh, lots of people, they, they busted their ass playing this bugged, non-finished leaked version of tears of the kingdom like and tears of the kingdom has a lot of content and they yep. they did it they did it in like a week and got 100 yep. percent interactive map for day one when this game launched we didn't get an advanced copy we didn't get a review copy it was just a team of people busting their ass so that people on day one could have like access to to this wicked amazing tool so yeah and the tool incredible. was like incredible day one but like also because i was doing korok since day one right and i noticed that as i was continuing to use the map and getting the koroks that the map evolved with how they explained the koroks how they showed like there weren't lines for how to do the friend koroks at first and then they they started getting lines and i was just like this is so cool to watch it evolve as i'm using it so they do such incredible work with that map and I'm not gonna lie. I think we got the best one on the internet. So easily, that team, like, yeah. It was really that team. Like our map showed up in Forbes. It showed up in like tons of different places. So mm-hmm. uh, you know what? If I may, there is another significant thing that happened on the day that Tears of the Kingdom came out. At least for me personally. Um, so since 2017, is that right? Mm-hmm. 2017. Um, since sometime in 2017, uh, I I joined Zelda Dungeon in late 2016 as part of the writing team. And at um, sometime in, in 2017, um, I, I had worked my way up to editor-in-chief, which was, I guess, like the 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 manager, for lack of a better word, of all the writers, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I loved it. I got to write a lot. I got to bring in a bunch of people, like dear friends now for Zelda Dungeon, like a, a lot of people. Um, it was very rewarding. But, um, you know, by, by the time that Tears of the Kingdom came out, I think I, I think it was like I knew it was time to step down and just focus on the podcast. Like doing, as you know, like doing a lot of things at the site. Plus having like mm-hmm. a real life, it, it can be a lot. So, yep. um, yeah, just uh, when when tears came out, I remember, and I've been thinking about it for a long time. And I, I remember messaging Mossies, and I was like, "You're probably so busy, but I think it's time." <laughs> and we had a really like sweet conversation he's like do you you, like do you want to stay on for the rest of the year and i was like no i actually want to like step down like today (laughs) like um and so we we went into the next meeting and i kind of let the writing team know and it was just it's a very sweet moment and and as i said then when we were doing best sell ever i think rod's done such an awesome job but Mm -hmm. it was um yeah it was it was like a 
a big life moment for me because that was like yeah. a life thing that that I wasn't doing anymore. So that that I will always associate with Tears of the Kingdom as well, and but in like a positive way. Yeah. Yeah, it was an end of an era, but also like yeah. the start of the next era. Like we're getting into the next era of Zelda. So yeah. Yeah. And I, well, that's kind of why it was just like, I felt like it was apropos to do it on the day that Tears released because it was like, you know, one era ends, one, a new one begins basically tomorrow. So I was like, yeah. I think that like there should be someone else t- taking charge of this new era starting tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. At least on the writing side. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was. Uh, that was the end of a, an amazing run, and uh, just wanted to thank all. I know I did this before, but thank all the writers and copy editors and and other people, including yourself, Al, that uh, that helped oh. me out along the way. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's not get too mushy here. Let's keep on going. <laughs> uh, so, Tears of the Kingdom sells like ten million copies in like two days or something stupid like that. It was. Yeah, it was nuts. crazy. And, yeah, and there was some that includes like pre-orders, months of pre-orders. But some still. schlup was on some podcast and just being like, "This game is gonna sell less than half of what <laughs> Breath of the Wild did because the marketing was so bad." <laughs> I wish I Nintendo knew. Nintendo knew better than you, dude. <laughs> I wish I wish I knew who said that because I'd laugh at them. <laughs> oh, Andy. Um, oh. Yeah, that's like. God, an incredible number. And that number's doubled um, since it's then. It's at like 20 like, million now. Yeah. And yeah, that's just crazy. So congrats to Tears for that. Um, yeah. Thank you for making me look like an arse. Uh, <laughs> which I mean, like, isn't isn't that hard to do? But like, you could have you buried me a little bit softer than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So um, yeah, we got the announcement in June of the Zelda and Ganondorf amiibo, which looked fantastic. Uh, fantastic yep. looking amiibo. Maybe the yeah. best looking Zelda amiibo. Although, you know what? That Loftwing is pretty slick. The Loftwing is really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard for me to pick a favorite. Like, um, But I just love how like massive the Ganondorf one is and like how detailed the Zelda one is. Yeah. And it's such a an amazing moment in the game that they captured in the amiibo for Zelda. So they're pretty, they're, they're probably the best amiibo that came from the Zelda series. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, probably, you know, that Lothwing is pretty slick though. And I, and I also got to give some credit to the Midna and Wolf Link amiibo. Cause that, that, that one's good. an old one, but it still looks damn good. Mm-hmm. But these, these are like right beside that. Um, so, so I don't want to touch too, too much on it, but I do want to say to everybody that we had a full breakdown episode about our Zelda Dungeon Marathon experience, but I mean, Zelda Dungeon Marathon, July, 2023, Chicago, we've raised over 20 grand, 20 grand, one more time, 20 grand for charity, which was incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. For for No Kid Hungry. And that was a fun time. Yeah, I, I wanted to just throw that in there because that is part of our, like, again, we we have a little bit different Zelda experience than a lot of people do, and that's part of it, and it's such an incredible event, and so, yeah, that I wanted to throw that in there for sure. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I mean, getting to see, like, you, getting to see, like, Goo, getting to see Corey, Ma, like, like Adriel, like, everybody, getting to see everybody in person, right, is just, mm-hmm. like, so awesome particularly like us though like it's it's so fun to like podcast in person together and we were yeah we were doing some fun gimmicks um <laughs> throughout throughout the week which was which was good al al helped me make chicken wings actually because i was like al i don't know how the hell to cook you got to help me out brother <laughs> and uh we we tag teamed a few meals in the uh in the kitchen there oh yeah I, we did the poutine and i dare say they turned out pretty good yeah i yeah. think so <laughs> not uh nobody was sick Right, so I mean that's nobody was sick. I will, I will say we need to get different wings next next time if there is yes. a next time. I don't think we need to use Walmart wings again. That you know, was... what? you know, what we could almost we're do? okay. We could almost <laughs> just buy like some nugs, you know, and just like dip them in sauce or like toss them in sauce. I don't know. My issue is with nuggets is I never know what's in them, so I get meat aversion sometimes. So I like wings because I know exactly what's going on with it. I think if we sense. just go to McDonald's and get nugs, you know we'll be nope, fine. No, you never know what's going on in there. <laughs> I will not eat those. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you know what our plan for Let's 2024 is. Let's just go to Buffalo Wild Wings and get like, I don't know, 72 plain wings. And then we'll just oh. put our... <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings stinks. I think we actually ran I them must, out of Canada. Yeah. I don't know if there's one oh, left. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, that, that might be not true, actually. But there was a Buffalo Wild Wings here for a long time. And 
it's here no more. So uh, I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, that was that was really fun. That was a great time. Um, so let's uh, let's skip ahead here and let's go to September. And this is where E.G. Anuma is just like, hey, guess what? There's no DLC. Yeah. And we we detailed yeah. our thoughts for what we would want DLC to be uh, just a few weeks ago, so you can check that out. I think I don't. Time has like kind of altered my opinion on this. At the time, I was a little bit distressed because I was like, I feel like there's so much more story to tell. Mm-hmm. And and I still kind of feel that way. Like I I still would want more DLC, but also like you know at the same time like there's just there's so much in this game already. Like do we need more? Yeah. Um, I'd rather just the next Zelda. If if what's happening, and I suspect this is what's happening, but if they're working on the next Zelda game for the Switch to like right now, and mm-hmm. that's why they're not doing DLC, Amen. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah, I had the opposite reaction where I was like, this is fine, because I did feel overloaded with the content that was Tears of the Kingdom, and by that time I had 100%ed it, so it was like, <sighs> I'm okay, you know? But then as more time came on where I was, I'm starting to get the itch to replay the game, I'm like, I'm kind of bummed that there isn't DLC for me to pick up on. Yeah, um, I, I get it. I do, like, I. it's weird because, like, I... I think that it's both a missed opportunity, but also kind of like a relief at the same yeah, time. You know? I agree. I It is a weird feeling. Like, it's like, oh, thank gosh, there is an, more content. And at the same time, it's like, oh, we're kind of done. And because they've also confirmed in an yeah. interview that they are not doing another sequel, which we didn't want. But it, it does feel like we're at the end of the Switch Zeldas. This is it. Like, this is the thing, right? It's like, I... It's like I wanted more, but I didn't. And I think that was because I was just unsatisfied with the story of Tears of the Kingdom. If the, mm-hmm. if it would have had like a wicked story, um, and, and, and before anyone says anything, whatever, like <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom has many amazing moments. Moments. Just moments, though. But it's like a whole front to back story. It wasn't my favorite. Um, but so I, I think that if it was, if it was like a really wicked story, I would have been like totally fine. Like, yep, I don't need DLC. Like, I played mm-hmm. god I, I got my switch and review i played like a stupid amount of hours of tears of the kingdom not as much as you but like stupid for me it was like 250 or something that's close andy i was at 290 so that's pretty close maybe i'm fibbing then because i feel like i wasn't that close to you whatever it was it was it was a lot and mm-hmm. uh and yeah it, like it, it was like borderline too much right so like um Still, yeah, still kind of processing that one. A little bit disappointed, but also just ready to kind of move on to get to what's next. Because, I mean, even mm-hmm. if I, even if there was DLC, I don't think that it would be kind of what we wanted anyways, you know? Okay. Like, it, like, yeah, story-wise, like when we were, story-wise. Okay, yeah, like when we were pointing out, like, what we would want, I highly doubt yeah. they were going to do any of our ideas, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's, uh, let's jam on over to November, and this is where the Zelda and Ganondorf Amiibo finally do release, but the big mm-hmm. talk of the block was, this is Miyamoto, we're making a <laughs> Zelda movie with uh, Ari Asad, or whatever his name is, yeah. um, <laughs> You know, I was, was- uh, I was looking through Disney Plus last night for a movie um, mm-hmm. because I thought, actually, that there was a movie on there that I wanted to watch and it wasn't there. And now I don't know oh, what okay. it was. But I saw The Maze Runner on Disney Plus last night and I almost checked it out because I want to, like, I want to rewatch that movie now because the director of The Maze Runner is who is slated to direct the Zelda movie. And I, I just want to get a little, you know, a little, do a little reconnaissance, do a little homework. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Um... Yeah, I'd probably look at that series, too, because it's very, like, kind of fantasy-like, kind of interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I remember when you sent me that tweet, and I was like, is this real? Like, that's literally what I asked you. I was like, yeah. is this real? Because I'm so used to, like, getting the tweets and the status and the whatever from my friends and family are like, check this out. And I'm like, it's the 2015 article that says <laughs> we're doing Netflix. No, you know. So I was like, is this real, Andy? And you're like, yeah, it's real. So yeah, that was really exciting. It sparked a lot of debate. I didn't get to be a part of that episode with you and Goo, you know, um, wondering how the Zelda movie is going to be. But I'm mm. excited. I have high hopes. I think that there's a lot of potential for it to be amazing. So Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I'm optimistic about it. And I think, I, I, I mean, I get why people aren't, but I am. I And I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, yeah. so looking forward to seeing some details on that. Although who knows when that's going to be right. Like that could be, 
that could be a long way out. 2026, for all we know. Yeah, I mean, it's worth mentioning, too. One of the, like, a cool part of 2023 was a Super Mario Bros. movie coming out. Yep. Which was, true. like, I mean, that was a fine movie. It's not going to be on anyone's best of the year kind of list, but, like, it was fine. And if you're a fan of Nintendo and a fan of Mario, there was a lot to, to enjoy, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I think I Zelda thought it was a be... very fun movie. It was fun. Yeah. I think Zelda yeah. will be fun as well. Yeah. Um, and some of the quotes I've heard, like the, the Maze Runner director was just like, you know, we're not going for Lord of the Rings. We're not going for, you know, anything like that. It's going to be like Which a live okay. action don't, Ghibli yeah, film. Yeah, don't, don't ever, that's a good comparison. I like yeah. the sound of that. Like, don't ever say we're going for Lord of the Rings because no. I don't think you could, I don't think you can reach that. You know, I've been rewatching those You know what my father told me, Al? He yeah. told me, if you're, if you're a creator and you're doing something, you have three options. If there's already a similar product out there, you could be better than, which nobody's going to be better than Lord of the Rings. You mm-hmm. could be worse than, which by default, if you're not going to be better, you're going to be worse than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> or you could be different then. So, I mean, option number three seems yep. like the way they have to go, right? Yep. So, yep, yep. Um, all right, going into December, uh, Tears of the Kingdom was, of course, up for a bunch of Game of the Year awards. And actually, I believe it won ig ign no not ign um game spot yeah it, it won a couple game of the years but so one best action adventure game at the game awards um did not win game of the year lost out to Baldur's gate 3 which as we have kind of discussed feel like is Makes appropriate sense. yeah yep. yeah um it was it was voted the fan game of the year in famitsu for for what that is worth um mm-hmm. and then yeah i mean like definitely Definitely did pretty well for itself in terms of end of year awards, but I do think the similar, like how similar it was to Breath of the Wild, definitely held it back from, you know, achieving. I honestly think that if Baldur's Gate three hadn't come out, it would have been game of the year. It would have been like I think that's how close it was. I don't think so. I I, I think, think so. I think if not for Baldur's Gate, it would have been like Alan Wake. And then if not for Alan Wake, then maybe Tears of the Kingdom. I really, I know I know nothing about that game. And I sound like the Spider-Man 2 fans. But I literally know nothing about that game. And I just don't know. It, I think it really just bugs me that it came out right before the game awards. And um, it, like, that it was like kind of nominated because it came out right before. And I know it's like for... Red Dead Redemption 2. It just, Do you remember it, that year? Oh, yeah, God. that was... I thought that was what was going to happen with Baldur's Gate 3 this year. But... Anyways, that that's my gripe about that. So I personally think that Tears would have been game of the year if not for Baldur's Gate, which I think Baldur's Gate deserved it. So Spider-Man 2 won the IGN fan vote game of the year for whatever that's worth. So these these fans, I think, definitely had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Maybe they should have. Maybe they should have. There, I want to actually, uh, you know how I talked about that after the Game Awards was the Spider-Man 2 fans? I want to, like, give an update to that. I've been seeing, it's so cute. I've been seeing so many of the fans be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get Baldur's Gate. I'm going to play this dumb game. And I'm gonna, and then, like, a week later, after playing for a week straight, they're like, okay, wow, this game is incredible. They kind of mm. deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's character growth. So Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm, I'm sure Spider-Man 2 is probably, like, really, really good. And really I'm fun. Because sure I think the first too, one yeah. was really good. Yeah. Um. I don't. Have you ever played the Batman Arkham games? No. Well, never. Mind. I love when you ask me if I played or watched something, and I'm always like, no. <laughs> well, let's move on. Uh, well, actually, that was December, so I mean, that's the last month of the year. So um, I guess we could just kind of maybe go a little bit more in depth as to what we thought about this year, and and I don't know, like let's give it a grade. I guess you know. I mean. Yeah. I know I said at the top of the show that I, I was hoping for a bit more, but I, I think, I think, I don't know if that's fair because I think I was hoping for a bit more from Tears of the Kingdom itself, like the story and some of the things, some of the stuff like that the we've been griping itself, about for Zelda forever. in general. Yeah. I mean, in terms of Zelda in general, this is a wicked year. Like this has got to be like an, like an A, right? Yeah. I don't I know if I quite go A plus just, just cause again, Tears for me, a little bit too similar to Breath of the Wild, but like mm-hmm. gotta be an A. I think it's an A. I um I would be close to saying A plus. I think it it really helps that last year was just so barren for so us fast. that I feel like it was such a fun year. We were able to have episodes since like February really planned out, which is something we really struggled with last year. So like on a personal level for our show, I thought this was like a bomb year oh, for us. It was we so to- awesome. 
It was just nice not having to scramble. <laughs> we we plan shows out like two and a half months in advance. And for mm-hmm. anybody that has a podcast out there, you know, you know the significance of that. Cause that never ha- like if you have a weekly podcast, there's some there's some weeks where like Al and I are like, all right, we're we're live in ten minutes. What do you want to talk about today? <laughs> yeah. Like to have your <laughs> stuff planned out two and a half months, like oh my god, <laughs> it was like a gift from from the Lord Himself. So it was, it yeah. was great. And I do want to say, like, um, I went and read some of the reviews, which you've talked about before. And, like, yeah, there were some people who said, like, we were too negative about tears. And I think that's fine. If that's how you feel, that's fine. If we're not for you, that's fine. I think it's fair to be critical of something that you're so invested in and love that, you know, sometimes you got to point mm. out things you don't like. And that's okay. Um, but, like... I was also reading some of the reviews where people are like, I listen to this with my kids. I listen to this with my partner when we're on road trips. And I think that's so incredible. Like I get a little bit of imposter syndrome where I'm like, I don't think people really care about what I have to say about Zelda. But then I read the reviews and I'm like, that's really cool. (laughs) And it's very sweet. And so I just want to thank everybody for, for that. And this year really played into that with you guys. And I just, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful. Yeah, you know, I, I get a couple messages from, from it seems like the same couple people every year, and they're always just like, hey, like, th- you know, thanks for doing yeah, Zelda cast. Yeah, I do, yeah. And it's super sweet, and uh, mm-hmm. definitely, you know, definitely why we, we, we struggle through some of those weeks where it's like, oh, geez, we're, we're live in 10, what do you want to do? Um, <laughs> so that that's why we do it for sure, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so, and, and and I guess while we're talking about podcasts, too, th- this is by far, far and away, the best year for this podcast mm-hmm. ever, like, by a lot. So, yeah. Thank you to everybody that helped us level up. And uh, yeah, it, it's awesome. Um, very, very rewarding, you know, to kind of kind of see that. So, uh, yeah, so thank you to everybody. And, you know, we launched our, our Patreon too, which has also yep, done that's awesome. very well. So mm-hmm. um, thank you for that. Um, actually, so Gooey is coming on the Zeltcast Top 10s in January. We're kicking off the new year, right? So we, we already have, we have a pretty interesting topic, actually. We're going to rank every Nintendo console based on the Zelda games associated with that console. Okay. Does that include like ports and stuff? Yeah. We're trying to iron that out. I think we're going to include ports, but like, we're going to weigh them like differently. You know what I mean? In in, like our own head cannon. So like the 3DS, for example, a link between worlds and Triforce heroes are going to have like hundred percent weight. Whereas Majora's mask in Ocarina, maybe we'll have like 30% weight. something Mm -hmm. like that. I don't know. We're going to make it up on the fly. (laughs) Okay. We're going to wing it. (laughs) So we'll see what we what we get. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I would say, I would say that uh, this this was an A year, definitely an A mm-hmm. year. Um, and I guess like we've talked a little bit about Baldur's Gate three, but maybe you know we, I think we have got like a few minutes here. Maybe we could just spitball some of the like games, movies, shows, best of twenty twenty three. Just do a little round robin, if you will. Okay. Okay. So so I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I haven't played a lot of the games that came out this year. Okay. So I haven't okay. played Spider-Man, I haven't played Alan Wake, I haven't played Resident Evil 4. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot I haven't played. But I think I'm I'm comfortably ready to say definitively, and I've said it before, but I'm going to just, for the record, Sea of Stars is my game of the year. I okay. loved Sea of Stars. It was so awesome and touching and fun and like just a, a charming throwback, but one that wasn't like a rip. Like, you know, when we did Blossom Tales, it was like, this is kind of like just now it feels yeah. a little bit like a ripoff. Th- yeah. This was not that. Like it felt just so cool. It, it was such a wicked game. Uh, and I love Sea of Stars. So I'm, I'm going to say that's, that's my game of the year. Okay. I, everybody already knows my game of the year, but I'm going to like give a scenario. If Tears of the Kingdom hadn't come out and Baldur's 3 hadn't come out, Baldur's Gate 3, Sa- uh, my time at Sandrock would have been my game of the year. I literally just finished that this weekend. It is it has so much content. It like really built on the world that it started in Portia, the first game. Mm. Um, like it got dark for such a like cutesy little cartoon game about building stuff. But also, I felt so fulfilled because I helped like this town like regrow, and it was just like it was a very good, fulfilling, cozy game and if not for those other two games this would have been my game of the year uh yeah i want to shout out another game as well i think a lot of people know so my dog had surgery in the summer and so mm-hmm. uh samantha and i for the for most of the summer were confined to half of our living room because he wasn't allowed to to really go anywhere right because it was leg surgery um mm-hmm. so we had a mattress on the floor and 
like half the living room shut off so that was what we did we were in like this little jail cell for like two months and i played a lot of pikmin 4 during that time mm. which also had the cutest little pikmin dog in that game and, oh yeah and pikmin 4 is awesome it's so fun and i, th- I think it was my favorite nintendo switch game this year like other than like okay. one that nintendo made to clarify right it was so awesome and uh, yeah it made that time a little bit better for me so uh shout out to pikmin 4 mm-hmm. yeah let's see what else did i play that i played a lot this year but it wasn't i guess survivor did come out this year but like a lot of stuff that was on my two like playlist like a backlog mm-hmm. for playstation games because i only just got one last year but i finally played horizon zero dawn which we're gonna follow up with the sequel here soon that was an incredible game that i wrapped up start of this year i played um i played jedi um the first one and then i played survivor when it came out later this year that was great um i started final fantasy 7 there's just so much that i got to play this year so yeah it's been like a very good year of games for me yeah um and uh and a quality year uh, by the way i i would be remiss also if i didn't once again shout out metroid prime remastered Mm. amazing but just a, a quality year for, uh, you know, actually, let me let me even go a step further. Speaking of Metroid Prime Remastered, um, one thing that I was able to do this year, which I thought was was pretty cool, and I was I was pretty like proud of myself, is I like I I pumped in a lot of work to OmegaMetroid.com as well. So mm-hmm. like there's walkthroughs for like all the Metroid Prime trilogy. We got Zero Mission done this year. We got um, like a lot of maps updated and tweaked. We got AM2R up there. And like that's that's like a lot of work. So like it it seems like it's a lot of work when you you know you you have like your life and full time job and like the, our commitments mm-hmm. to, to this show. So I was yeah. I was I was happy and proud that uh, that I was able to like actually do that because I'd meant to do that in 2022 and just didn't happen. Um, right. So that was cool. It's a lot of work, Andy. It's a lot it's of work. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a good year for movies too. Um, <laughs> a lot of quality movies. I so like two weeks ago. I think this might be my movie of the year, dude. Godzilla minus one. God damn, this movie was awesome. It was awesome. I've heard really good things about it. I'm not like the biggest Godzilla guy, but this movie was awesome. So you got to go check that out. Uh, But yeah, I mean, like Oppenheimer, I thought was really wicked. Spider-Verse was really wicked. Uh, You know, we talked about the Super Mario movie. Um, I don't know. I'm sure that there's other movies that I'm missing. Barbie was fun. Mm -hmm. Um, What else came up this year? I'm thinking shows more for me. Um, My show of the year probably was The Last of Us because I'm oh, a pretty big fan. God, that was so good. Incredible. Um, and then Mandalorian season three came out. That wasn't my favorite season, so that was an okay. Um, but Loki season two is probably my my favorite show of the year. Uh, aside, like behind Last of Us, they did such a good job, and God, that that ending made me cry my eyes out. So. I had a really good time with shows, but then, but then, like the writer strike stuff started catching up. And uh, hold on, we got a show. We got a show to John Wick Four. Thank you, Bat Rogue, for that. I actually uh, watched that the other night. Oh, nice! So sick. I still haven't seen it. We were gonna watch it at the marathon, but it, we didn't make that happen. Well, Al, if you if you played John Wick Four and started at ten fifty eight tonight, by the time that New Year rolls around, he's gonna be burning dudes with flamethrowers. <laughs> yeah, let me just go over to my family. Yeah. But- at, like time for New Year's, and we'll all just watch John Wick Four. <laughs> that sounds sick. What are you talking about? That sounds awesome. Sounds like a great family movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I lost your train of thought. You you lost I your did. train of thought. No, it's okay. Um. Yeah. You know what? Here's another thing that I want to shout out. One of my highlights of 2023. New Lincoln Park. So they they released um like some Meteora tracks and never saw the light of day. And mm-hmm. like, I'm a huge Linkin Park fan, and I was I was devastated when Chester passed away, and uh, you know, uh, to hear to hear that man singing again, and like just hear new tracks and that Meteora style was just so like so awesome. That was one of my mm-hmm. one of my favorite things of the year. Yeah, that's sweet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not good with music. I don't have any like music highlights of the year. <laughs> uh, that's okay. We'll. Uh, We'll we'll get you there next year. I'll I'll get you listening to some Linkin Park, and then we can sing at okay. uh, the end of twenty twenty four. Um, so yeah, I don't know anything else that you want to cap off the year that was with twenty twenty three. I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like it was kind of the like there was a lot of crappy things that happened in twenty twenty three, but I feel like we were also coming out of a really crappy time, so it just felt like good to be 
part of the world again, if that makes sense. Um, like, I don't know. I just felt a lot more not so isolated this year. So I just like really appreciate that. And that came from like the shows, the games and like being out in the world again. And so, yeah, I just feel like 2023, like for me personally, outside of like the crappy stuff that's still happening, it was a good year. Yeah, fair enough. Well, it was a good year for Zelda. That's for sure. As we've, uh, as we've detailed, um, and it's going to be a good time in about, about two weeks when, uh, Zelda cast takes on <laughs> Omega Metroid in jeopardy. Yep. That's going to be a riot, I'm sure. And, uh, of course, as I mentioned, details will be uh, available for that as soon as I finish making them, which I hope is going to be today, but it might be tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Um, (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that's it for 2023. And if you're listening on podcast forum, which like 99% of you are, then welcome to 2024. And this is going to be another great year of uh, of Zelda content, of Zelda cast stuff. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get for Zelda this year. Um, but we're going to talk about that next year, actually. Our hopes and predictions for 2024. Which, uh, I mean, this year feels as wide open as anything I can remember. Yep. You know? Very true. So, yeah. it's going to be a good time. Alright, we are going to get out of here. But uh, again, we just want to wish everybody the most amazing new year. Uh, if you're going out tonight, be safe, be responsible. Uh, don't drink and drive, of course, uh, but party hardy, you know, have, have yourself a good time. This year was tough and, you know, everybody's earned a little bit of uh, release. So so go and mm-hmm. have a good time. And uh, we'll, we'll be back next week to get 2024 kicked off the right way and, and take a look at what we're hoping to see from Zelda in the new year. So lots of cool stuff um, coming up. We, of course, you can check us out over on Twitter and Blue Sky at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha, at the Zelda Cast. And uh, make sure that you are checking us out wherever you get your podcast. Like, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Uh, tell your friend that's into Zelda that may not know about the Zelda Cast. Hey, these guys do a weekly Zelda show and it's awesome. So go and check them out. Um, you can also check us out over on Patreon. We've got the ZeldaCast Top 10s going on. As mentioned, me and Goo are getting ready to record another heater. And, you know, we've also got some other stuff over there. Sam and I just recorded another episode of the Spateri's Review where we reviewed The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And uh, and we've got the Great Metroid Era ranking rolling along. So lots of good stuff over on Patreon. And... Um, and yeah, just uh, I think that's all the plugging that uh, that we need to do. So just once again, wish everybody a great new year, and we'll see you back here next week. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye. <laughs>